McCann on Sports, uh, your one and only source for real sports information. No fluff, no bullshit. This is not a highlight show. This is a sports show. And we got a lot to talk about today. There's been a lot going on. Uh, baseball is uh, coming down the stretch. College football has started. The NFL is going live. Uh, the U.S. Open, to name a few things. Uh, good old Nike's at it again, hurting everybody's feelings. And, uh, before we get started, I just want to say once again, thank you to the guys over at Fallen 360 Media Group for putting out this podcast every week. Thank you to uh, Hustos Gym for continuing being a sponsor. Remember, if you're looking to get in the best shape of your life, you want to do so in a family-friendly environment with some uh, expert coaches and trainings and programs that fit all different shapes, sizes, dietary, and uh, health needs, then you want to go to Hustos Gym, 431 South Scottsdale Road, Scottsdale, Arizona. And as always, remember, it's just a just a rock's throw away from Arizona State University, which is home of the Sun Devils. Um, and when you stop by there, let them know that uh, Abe sent you, okay? So our last sponsor we have um, is Nick Patton Photography. It's that time of year again. People are starting to have fall weddings. People are a lot, of, lot going on, family parties. Everybody wants to get those cool family pictures in before the holidays so they can send out Christmas cards, Thanksgiving cards. Nick Patton Photography is the best place to do that. And uh, if you got a, a youngster, you're trying to put together a recruiting film or recruiting photos, things like that, they can do that for you as well. So that's Nick Patton Photography, and you can find them at Nick Patton Photography at Facebook.com. And also, so the, the big guy doesn't get pissed off at me and cancel my show, make sure you check out Year Round Patriots and look at their new catalog they got for all your uh, different man cave or she shack or whatever the fuck they call that place where women sit around and bitch um you want some wall decorations to do a quality handcrafted wood designs you can do military logos custom logos business logos etc etc so hit them up on facebook as well and let them know that you heard about them on mccann on sports so before we go on i just want to let you guys know that we are actually at an alternate location this week uh the studio we normally use is under construction, so we're down here at Santan Brewery here, conveniently located in Chandler, Arizona, the old town right across the street from uh, right across the street from Chandler Park, and just due north of Murphy's Irish Pub. We were going to record in the pub, however, they've there's a rugby team in there right now drinking, and for the sake you know of maintaining a safe recording environment and not getting the shit beat out of us for. I don't know. You shouldn't drink with a with a rugby squad is all I'm saying, especially if you're not qualified. So we're out here at Santan, and uh, as you can hear in the background, it's a full-service location. They are serving lunch. They are slinging beers, and people are working. So apologize ahead of time. All right, so i got to get a couple things addressed here real quick before we get into the meat and potatoes of our show today. First of all, um, it's that time of year, right? September, playoff races are getting ready to shape up for baseball. We're coming down the stretch. The season continues to, to take turns, and, you know, for every every time we look at the, the sport here and we look at, like, the Boston and New York and the East and the American League, we just think, wow, this, these things are going great over there. Boston is kicking the shit out of everybody. They got a 10-and-a-half game lead on the Yankees for the NL or for the AL East, and then Cleveland's up 15 games on Minnesota for the AL Central. You know, those, those races are blowouts. There's less than 20 games to go. No one's catching those two, right? 
But then the defending World Series champs continue to be surprised in the Central, only three and a half games up over Oakland. And uh, I mean, that's a big, that's a pretty big lead this late, but you never know. And kudos to you, Oakland, for being three and a half back at this point. I don't think anybody saw you coming, myself included. And that'll take us over to the National League, where Atlanta really is the only division champ right now, or division leader, really handling their business. Seven and a half game up on Philly. Pretty much like they got the NL West wired tight. Chicago still struggling to put the Brewers away. Got it. They're up a game and a half on Milwaukee. And in the NL West, or as I like to call it, the division nobody wants to win. Colorado is currently a game and a half up over the Dodgers, who were barely ahead of the Diamondbacks, so the Diamondbacks decided to give up this week and, and drop three out of four to Colorado. So for Arizona fan, to quote your, your former head coach of your Cardinals out there, you are who we thought you were. Thanks for playing, but in the end, you prove to be who you always are. You get everybody's hopes up, and in the end, you fade. Um, you know, and, and normally I would just pile on and tell everybody what a joke of a franchise you are and how it's got to be hard being in Arizona, living in the shadow of your big brother from L.A., and knowing that, you know, you guys are in the same division as the Giants and the Dodgers, two of the most storied franchises that you have in, in all of baseball. And even the kids in Colorado are putting together better squads. You're mile high, right? Cape, you know, it's like Coors Canaveral, they call it, with all the home runs flying out of that ballpark at high altitude. And you guys spent your offseason talking about buying humidors for the baseballs and increasing the humidity in the park to, you know, try to help out your pitchers. And, you know, in the end, the easy way out would be for me to sit here and say, well, your bullpen melted down and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, Archie Bradley shit himself against Matt Kemp two weeks ago, and you know, but the reality is, it's just who you are. You you guys got rid of Jerry Colangelo, who brought the city of Phoenix, my beloved city of Phoenix, its only championship. You know, he won at all costs, and yeah, he kind of had to spend a lot of money, make some creative contract financing to pay for that team. And long after those champs were gone, they were still getting paid by Arizona. But you know what? They won, and they didn't make excuses and. You guys got a good manager. Lavello's not a bad manager. I'm not saying that, but it just drives me crazy watching these guys play ball every week and seeing this whole idea of matchups. Oh, righty, lefty, got a righty, got a better, blah, 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 blah. You go over there, sitting there, might as well just put the computer printer in the dugout so everybody knows where Lavello's making his decisions from. You know, it started, it's a startling trend in baseball. We talked about it a little while ago. You know, whatever happened to getting this late in the season and riding your horses, go with the guys that got you there. Go with the pitchers that got you there. Show some confidence in them. And you know what? Know when to do so. Archie Bradley melts down two games in a row, and Lavello says, oh, well, you know, I want to. I was just want to ride my guys. And you know you don't. No, you don't. You know what? The problem is that you, you, you ride the computer too much, and then when these guys get in situations, they don't know how to react because you never let them work through it during the season. You know, and that's kind of been a, a common theme. You know, I'm not going to say that my beloved Dodgers are any better right now. I think if someone unplugged Dave Roberts' computer or his iPhone, he wouldn't know what the hell to do. He probably wouldn't even know his players' names. That guy's fucking clueless. And, you know, back in the day, I look back at the 90s when the Braves were playing the, the Yankees and the Yankees were winning in series. And you know what those guys did? They rode their horses. No one pulled Derek Jeter out of a game because, oh, there's a left-handed pitcher in the game now no that guy was an all-star for a reason chipper jones you know he played the entire game 
You even look at like kind of a fringe superstar like Dave Justice. They didn't do that shit. They didn't. They didn't do that. Managers would make their lineup, go with their best players, and they would make the other teams adjust to them. You have both of these these lineups, the Diamondbacks and the and the Dodgers have great offensive lineups. They've got some quality players. They've got some studs on those squads. And why the hell you play this matchup ball is just ridiculous. And you know when you see. Alex Avila being put in any game, batting less than 120. His BPA is less than 120. Don't tell me. Do not tell me that's a matchup, okay? That is not a goddamn matchup. Same with you, Roberts. You know, you need to let Cody Ballinger play first. You need to let the, let them earn their positions, learn their spot. And then, you know, when you get down to those nitty-gritty calls at the end of the playoff time, that's when you start playing matchups. But we're talking superstar matchups. We're not talking about you got a guy batting 285, who made the all-star team last year, hit 30 home runs or whatever in his first year, you don't pull that guy because some swinging dick from Milwaukee's AAA got pulled up and he's a better right-handed pitcher than he is a left and vice versa. That's not when you do that. So if you're listening, put the goddamn computers away. You know, go back to being a manager where you earned your money. The first three letters of manager are man. Okay, so be a man, learn how to manage, and know how to develop your players instead of develop a... A, a fucking spreadsheet. It's fucking sick. Anyway, I'm not going to get sidetracked on going down that road again. It's the best time of the year for baseball. Can't wait to see how the playoffs start to shape up. We'll talk about that definitely um, in the coming weeks or whatever. And before I get into uh, the rest of the show, I would be remiss if I did not discuss Miss Serena Williams and the U.S. Open, the epic meltdown that just happened. So... She had a bad day, okay? She plays tennis. There was a lot going on. And she had a bad day. And you know what? That would have been okay. But she wouldn't let it go. You know, and the sad thing is, I bet 90% of the people out there don't even know who she played. So who won the U.S. Open? Oh, I don't know, but that's the year Serena Williams went nuts, right? On that ref guy, right? Yep, you're right. That's exactly what happened. Didn't get a call she liked. Started, you know, questioning the referee's integrity, and it's just like any other sport. You know, champions you deal with diversity. Sometimes you have bad days, but you had a meltdown. And instead of just saying I had a meltdown, I lost my cool, I was frustrated, I got a lot going on, and giving credit to her opponent, by the way, whose name is Naomi Osaka, who actually beat her before. A lot of people don't realize that. That in the last time she faced her, she smoked her then too. So this wasn't just like some random occurrence. Miss Osaka has a history of being able to beat Miss Serena Williams. You ready for some comments? Yeah, we're, we're filming this live, by the way, so what do we got? This one's kind of important. What? A certain Kimberly. Yeah. I won't say the last name to protect the identity of this person. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Says, tell that guy he needs to switch hats. Can't take anything serious while wearing that hat. Tell her uh, no, and ask her how Big Ben's doing. <laughs> if he's still, if he can walk or his, like, I think he had a sir elbow from all those interceptions he threw last week. Oh. How about that gritty performance against those powerhouse of a squad there, Cleveland? Tell, yeah. um, tell the people on your podcast, if they're not watching, what kind of hat you're wearing. Yeah, so I'm wearing my Oakland Raiders hat uh, just to prove that, you know what, I am a decent fan. I didn't want to get into Khalil Mack yet, but fuck it, since the, this is what the fans want. Uh, we lost Khalil Mack. We did, which, which can only be categorized as a systemic failure of the entire franchise to lose a player of that caliber. 
that should have never come to that far. Um, even before Gruden got there, that should have been taken care of. And um, he has made his presence felt immediately in his first game against the uh, the Packers over there. And, you know, after that ass beating that L.A. put on us, the Rams, that is, uh, we really could have used a, a big guy like that in the middle to uh, slow down uh, Todd Gurley and the rest of that offense. So I'm not saying the season's over because clearly it's not. It's week one, and there's nothing worse than overreacting after week one. But honestly, man, that sucked. That really hurt. I had to drink a couple extra beers, and that one, I'm going to remember that one. But you know what that makes me think of? Chicago. Um, how did that feel? Like, how did that feel? to just be whooping the shit out of out of the Green Bay Packers with their shiny new toy, Khalil Mack, just destroying everybody. And for, for the first half, it looked like Khalil Mack may have potentially ended Aaron Rodgers' season, right? Up 20-0, to zero, everything's going great, you know, and only to have Aaron Rodgers come riding in on his, on his shiny steed and just do you dirty like that and come back and beat you. That really had to hurt. So... For all you Chicago Bear fans that were running your mouth at Hobnobs this past week and telling me thank you for this and thank you for that because we couldn't keep Khalil, just, you know what, clean up your own backyard is all I'm saying before you go knocking on your neighbor's door. And when um, you get a new daddy that's not named Aaron Rodgers, we'll talk, right? So good on you, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I would say for my money, probably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Don't give me your Tom Brady bullshit. If Aaron Rodgers played for the hoodie, he'd have just as many championships, if not more. And I think the same thing about Peyton Manning. My order, honestly, would be Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. Joe Montana's number four. As my kid would say, he's he's overrated, too. Um, nope. But, hey, it is what it is. Wait, who was you taking? What was your top one? My top one? My top four? Yeah. It's Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Joe Montana. Aaron Rodgers, greatest quarterback to ever play the position. That seems overrated. Just watch him play. Athletically, he's the best athlete to ever play the game. His decision-making ability is second to none, and he just has—he's a savant. He just has this talent to make really shitty Green Bay teams look like they're amazing. And that's the thing, you know, Tom Brady—he had the benefit of the hoodie and the hoodie scheme and that whole organization. I have no doubt that if you could just put Manning or Rodgers in his position, and he'd have just as many championships, both of them would, if not more. Tom Brady's good, but I, I say anywhere else, he maybe gets two rings tops, maybe, if he's lucky. But anyway, it's not what I'm here to talk about. So back to Miss Williams. So you were all right. So Miss Williams, you were okay. You had a bad day. You broke a racket. Good on you, man. I mean, we've seen the guys do a whole bunch worse, right? Not even. I mean, no problem, sweetheart. I got you. And I still think you're the greatest female athlete ever to walk the face of the earth. In fact, I think, I'll go one step further, I think you're the greatest tennis player to ever live. That's how good you really are, right? But you should have just known when to quit, sweetheart, okay? You want to sit there and run your mouth, and you want to call people thieves, and you want to question your integrity, and you know what? I was like, oh, shit, here she goes. But you went too far when you started all this bullshit. Oh, I'm fighting for women's rights. I'm, I have a daughter. I'm setting an example. You know what? Set your daughter a fucking example. Teach her how to be accountable. Teach her how to lose with dignity and honor, right? Teach her how to be classy, to accept that life isn't always going to be good. And when you do have bad times, you know, battle through the, diver- the adversity. If you lose, you lose. But you know what you do? You take your lessons, you go work hard, you come back better next week, right? No one would have blamed you for being frustrated. Nobody would blame you for beating the racket to death. Like I said, the men have done way worse. 
but you went too far when you started with all this sexism bullshit, women's rights, you know, all of it. It's crap. You had a bad day. Miss Osaka smoked you for the second straight time you have faced her. And not only did you not give up, you know, your act and your BS, but then you had a chance to be classy. You had a chance to tip your head, to tip your hat to your opponent, say, good game, you got me. But no, even at the award ceremony, you kept up with your bullshit. And what you did was you took away from somebody else. You want to talk about women's rights? Let your opponent, Miss Naomi Osaka, have her moment. She earned it. She beat the greatest tennis player ever to play twice. And you took that moment from her because you threw a hissy fit like an entitled little brat. You grew up in the mean streets. Your father pushed you. You earned everything you have in this life. And you threw, you, you threw it away acting like an entitled little brat. Take a deep breath, reset, learn to play with dignity and class, and come back. Because we love you. We still love you. But so, you just got to pick your spots. You know what I mean? I You're better bring, than that. I hate to bring it back, but this uh, this this young lady, Kimberly, keeps... Her name is Kimberly Kroos. Oh. She lives in Benson, oh. Arizona. Oh, you got to go that. I was um, trying to protect the I will tell you that... She, she has another question. She is married to the law, so before you start <laughs> sending her hate mail... which Oh, by the way, I'm getting hate mail again. Now again? you know when the Diamondbacks are sucking because I've started getting hate mail. But it's be. so lowbrow now. Now they're telling me literally, oh, you stink. Take a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Smell you later. Like. Are you sure that's not just like a like some? No, because it's advice? it's it's Dodgers. They they're talking about so, the Dodgers. So this is her thing. She goes, ask Abe what the hell he's smoking with that Aaron Rodgers bullshit. You know what, Aaron Rodgers. Kind of on that. Aaron Rodgers is football Jesus. I think you kind of explained it a little. I don't know if you have to. We want to get into it more, but. You uh, name one athlete that ever played that position that's more athletic, that can throw, that's more accurate, make better decisions with the football. Bo Jackson. Quarterback, dumbass. It doesn't matter. No, he it, could no, have played quarterback. No, no, you said athletic. <laughs> no, I said that played that. First of all, I said that position. I didn't say that. Sport. He could have though. No, he couldn't. He can't he throw. He can't. Have to. He, can't no, he can throw a baseball, but not a football, because <laughs> his hands aren't big enough to get around the football. He, oh, was, he, a, he was a great. He was a great outfielder. So speaking of black guys, I know okay. it's gonna go there, but Daniel Maloney says, "So I have a black guy on my team. Okay. He's really fast and has awesome hair." But that's besides the point. That's all he said. Well, you know what, Maloney? I'm happy for you because I think at the end of the day... I don't know which team he's talking about. It shows that you have diversity on your squad and that you value other people from other races and ethnicities. So my inclusion of the day award goes to Daniel Maloney. Good job there, buddy. Oh. And I wanted to let you know you look great in that new Tom Clancy show on Amazon. I'm really happy to see you lost some weight for that role. You look healthy, sir. You look vibrant. Yeah. I was worried about that Lifetime movie role that you did about the winter in Wisconsin and working at the plant, you know, the one we talked about. Because oh, yeah. you put all that weight on for that movie, and it's nice to see you lost it, because I know that can be difficult. I'm still struggling from my last role. <laughs> Kimberly's back at it. She says, let's talk about this hate mail. I want to know more about the Well, hate I don't know why you want to talk about it, because clearly it's coming <laughs> from you and your children. Don't try to lie. <laughs> Try to lie. Anyway, I got a show to do. Um, college football. I don't know if you watched it, but I watched it, and it was great. It was nice to see the amateurs back at it, the uh, the semi-pro players, if you will, the ones who only make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, not millions, um, and get their their houses paid for. Um, quick rundown, right? So number one, uh, top five still: Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, the Ohio State's number four. And Oklahoma rounds out the top five. Some other notables, uh, LSU's climbed all the way up to 12 after two weeks. Uh, 
Boise State still holding tight there, number uh, 17. That's my that's my dark horse, no pun intended, because they are the Broncos. And cracking the top 25 was ASU this week, all the way up to number 23 after their impressive, ugly-ass win over Michigan State. Um, and in recent, I used to be a Heisman candidate news, the U of A lost to its second consecutive game in consecutive weeks, as I just said, to teams that have mascots named Cougars. So the past two weeks in college football, the Wildcats have lost to the Cougars of BYU and to the Washington State Cougars, proving, to my point, that there is nobody manly enough in Tucson, where the University of Arizona located it, is located, to handle some Cougars. So ladies, if you're having trouble finding a manly man, just head on north to Arizona State, where I'm sure the Sun Devils will be more than happy to hook you up. Talking to you, Gabe. You know who you are, Gabe. Can't handle the Cougars. Um, anyway, that's that's all I got to talk about college football. Um, there are no good games coming up this week. The only game of note is that Ohio State is playing TCU, and why would I even mention that? Because that's the third game of uh, what's his nuts. The what's his name? Dude, I, I think he's already has been to me. Urban Meyer. Oh my bad. yeah, man. So Urban Meyer, that's the last game of his suspension. After this game, he will be taking over. And for all of you Ohio State fans that say, oh, this is so sad, he's missing a big game. The only reason it's a big game is because it's being played in Dallas at Jerry World. No one has even entertained the thought that TCU in any way, shape, or form will beat Ohio State because they're not going to. And just shut up already, okay? Just shut the fuck up. Admit that your coach is a piece of shit. Try to cover up domestic abuse. At the very least, he just tried to cover up some crazy people doing some crazy fucked up shit in his program, okay? End the fucking story. Um, so, so not a question, but a comment. Yeah. Meant to say, now that you quit wearing that Browns gear, they got a tie, but the Raiders have a loss. You that's know what? And it's it's awesome. Who sent that one? Because that's the best comment you of the day. Guess? Oh, she's still at she's it. She's huh? still there, man. Asher un- just joined. Hey, are, is she unemployed? Like, I guess. Are you unemployed at the moment, Miss Kimberly Caros? What are you doing? Shouldn't you be working at Benson School District? Should I tell everybody what you do? So if you're trying to get a hold of Kimberly Kiros, you can mail her at Benson School District, Benson, Arizona. <laughs> uh, and um, for any complaints that you may lodge against me, you can also forward those to Benson PD, care of Officer Asher Arnold. He's my guy down there, so feel free to, to send mail to the department and let him know that you don't approve of my subject matter. Um yeah, college football sucks this week, but the good news is... The you big... know what I do, fool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she wrote. She's on a roll. You know who else is on a roll? Triple G. Triple G is on a roll. Been oh, running his mouth. Oh, I am watching the fight. Where are we going? Um, you want to tell people you don't Don't be asking that on live TV, bro. <laughs> don't be asking that on live TV. We'll be somewhere. We will be at the Fallen 360 compound, sports compound, at an undesignated, undisclosed if, location. If you're a friend of ours, you'll know, you'll where, be, it's you'll know where we're but at. But if you don't know where it is, then guess then what? You're, you're not, not invited. <laughs> and I won't be fucking hanging out with you, okay? So anyway, yeah, Triple G's running his mouth, and... He's starting to annoy the Mexican fans. Which is not normal for him. No, because a lot of Mexican fighters like him. But you know what? They're, yeah. they're getting annoyed with his recent comment. Because his recent comment is he's being accused of asking Canelo to stand still so he can knock him out. So he's, like, encouraging mm. Canelo to do certain things. That, right, right, this right, is what right. they're insinuating, that, like, he's in, telling him to utilize a, a, a strategy that will keep him in front. Because what he's trying to do, if Triple G has always said, I fight like a Mexican. Okay, and, there, and let's debate that. People always think to fight like a Mexican means like, 
it's got a stereotype like you're just going to stand in front of somebody and trade blows but it's not really what mexican fighters are are very famous for is being strategic especially working the body mexican fighters are the best body punchers in the world that's what they, they they hang their hat on right so the idea that if you're a mexican fighter you can't have a good defense is ridiculous now don't get me wrong i'm not saying that if you fight like Floyd Mayweather, that you're, uh, that, no. He, he took it to extremes, and even then, you still have to tip your hat to the guy. He's, the, he's more talented at that style than anybody. That's why he never lost. Although you may debate that he may have lost early in his career, but blah, 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 right? Now, Triple G is insinuating that Canelo was doing a little bit too much ducking. He was moving a little too much. He was backpedaling a little too much in the fight. So. It made it hard for Triple G because if you watch that fight, whether or not you believe him or Canelo won, I think it was a pretty even fight. But he could not close off the ring against Canelo. He could not shut him down. He could not corner him. He had a hard time wrangling him in because Triple G wanted that fight to get dirty, get slow, and be at a slow pace where he could just pound Canelo. And Canelo gave him fits. And so instead of probably training properly to fight that fight again or, or close off the ring, instead he's running his mouth trying to call him a coward and those other things. And you know what the Mexican fans are seeing right through it. So now they're basically accusing him of saying, oh, you know you can't beat Canelo, so you're trying to use your mouth to, to create a strategy that will have him stand still so you can punch him in the face. Uh, either way, they've both guaranteed knockouts, which is exciting to me because I want to see someone get knocked out. I think it's the only legitimate way to solve this fight, to solve this problem and prove there's a winner. So you're asking my prediction? I got Canelo. Um, I am not going to predict a knockout, though. I'm going to predict Canelo wins a decision for a couple reasons. One, I think he fought the smarter fight. I think he landed the cleaner punches. I think he's younger than Triple G, so he'll be more, he'll be better at it this time, so to speak. He'll be better prepared. And last but not least, I think Canelo winning the fight sets up a third fight, and that's the money. You in boxing, unfortunately, follow the money. And I think if you bet on the money in this fight, then you'd be pretty squared away. I think the only way this fight does not go a third fight as if Triple G knocks out Canelo cleanly, which I just don't think he has it left. I think he's too old, too slow, and I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm picking Canelo in a decision, majority decision. You heard it here first. Um, but it's going to be a great fight nonetheless. I'm very excited. Chuck Latito is going to be the opening fight. So anytime you got Chuck Latito Gonzalez as your as your main like open guy, like he's he's a main eventer and he's the he's the he's the undercard, the first fight. It's going to be awesome. So that whole thing is going to be awesome. It is going to be a great fight. So So you got some time because there's a few things we got to address here. You know what I do? Um, the only other thing I want to say real quick before I address everybody is uh, <laughs> Nike and Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Okay, listen up very carefully. Nobody gives a fuck, all right? It's a great message, Nike. I love the ad, right? I think you picked the worst spokesperson possible, so whatever. But if you're one of my brothers in arms, you're a veteran, you're a first responder, you are a police officer. Guess what? The world does not revolve around us. And just because they use the word sacrifice doesn't mean they were talking necessarily about us. You have to remember, they are a bajillion-dollar company. They did their research. Unfortunately, our group of badass great Americans is a minute percentage of what their bottom line is. They did not make that ad for us. Okay, They did not. They know who their demographic is. They marketed to it perfectly. And every time you write Kaepernick's name, Nike name, whatever, all you're doing is advertising for them. You're generating buzz. You're generating hits on the social medias, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the day, it's a fucking shoe company, okay? 
it's a shoe company. Move on. You don't want to wear your Nikes before you go burn them, act like an asshole. Take them down to Goodwill. You don't wear a Nike, donate to the homeless because I tell you what, I know at least four or five homeless guys in Arizona would love to have a fresh-ass track suit in the summertime. <laughs> love it. My uh, little cousin, veteran, Yeah. he's out in uh, Nebraska. What's he his name? agrees 100% with you. What's his name? Daniel Ortiz. Well, Daniel Ortiz, thank you for listening way out there, man. He's, Appreciate um, the support. He's the whitest Mexican you've ever met. That's cool. That's a that's a pretty he's proud. He's like my kids. He's my my cousin Adrian. Uh, you know, married a white girl, so he's hey man. half and half. Who cares? <laughs> Green bean, as they say. Love you, Daniel. Hey, so check it out. I agree with you 100%. So there's uh, Veterans for Life out in Oklahoma. You guys can. Oh yeah, Brian. They, right. They've been on, yeah they've been on our show before. Brian's been on our show. Veterans for Life out in Oklahoma. Go on their website. Uh, go on the Facebook page or even our Facebook page. They're actually collecting Nike gear. So anybody who feels like throwing it away, and they're yeah. giving it out to homeless Give it veterans. to the homeless, man. <laughs> so you know? there you go. You get you ready to get into some of this? Let's I got to go back. All right, so let's go back to one. Uh, Crystal was a little late to the game. She of asked course. about Serena. Yeah, we already covered that. I told her. Crybaby. She's a crybaby. But, yeah, just give her a quick lowdown so she's a crybaby. Crybaby. All right, next one. Uh, let's see. So Asher Arnold joined. Yes. Officer. Said, Thank you for your service, sir. Any thoughts on NASCAR? What are your gems what? of wisdom on this topic? Uh, drive fast, turn left. It's better when you're drunk. Uh, if you like people watching, there is no greater event than to go to a NASCAR race. If you are, um, if you're asking me my favorite drivers, I would say always smoke. He killed a guy. He killed a guy. Who did? Smoke. Oh. Tony Stewart oh, oh, oh. killed a guy on a dirt track yeah. because he was talking shit. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Didn't he, then, didn't uh, do a goddamn minute of time for it either. Little, little Kim is at it again, talking shit about who's holding the camera. That would be Mario. That would be me. I told her that. I said, Outside Ooh. the wire, Aguirre. That's why I was shaking earlier, if you noticed. Because he's having withdrawals because he was drunk as shit at the Eagles this past week, and I'm sure he smoked something that was laced. As she replied, it's like... Taking an epilepsy test with the camera work. Thank you, Asher. Thank you very much for your comments. Hey, he's not the best in the business. He's the, <laughs> he's the freest in the business. Always remember that. If you have any fucking comments about our audio or visual, it's so, free. So, you know a Gabe? I do. Is it a, a he? Yeah, it's What's a dude. What's up with that hat, he says? I don't know. Ask your girlfriend. Some people have to work. That's what he said. <laughs> really? Does they call it down at Chevrolet? He works at Chevy and Tucson at Watson. <laughs> if you want a good automobile or you want some quality, genuine GM parts, then you go see Gabe Carrozza at Watson Chevrolet in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Lil' Cam says, apparently Abe McCann is not one of them, referring what? to not having to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually am getting paid quite well to do this. Um, it sounds like you're actually, you know what? Speaking of Tucson, so here's a great story about Tucson. There's this cool little place there called Chewy's. Great Mexican bar, great grilled food, tacos. Gabe Carros may or may not be there every other day. You can watch sports there. You can watch sports there. Hold on. Does he right? watch the Broncos apparently? Because yeah, he's a Bronco fan. He's rooting for them on here. Yeah, he is a Bronco fan, and but he's 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 a legit Bronco fan. He's been there since day one. I think his first shit was blue and orange. Um, but what I wanted to say was I might have, I might get that looked at, Gabe. That's you. that's in Tucson. I might yeah I might, yeah, I might want to see a doctor, bro. <laughs> I might um, want to see a doctor about that. It's in Tucson, home of the Wildcats. And they have a big poster or a big picture of Pat Tillman there, former ASU Sun Devil. So I appreciate that, that you guys know how to recognize real heroes and really 
you know, you guys take a minute or two to support your real college football teams down there. So uh, Asher writes, Fallen 360 is risking everything, having even his unibrow being their spokesperson. First of all, there's two, okay? It's called lighting. It's just the lighting. But even if I did have a unibrow, I'd rock the shit out of it, no doubt. Gabe says for you to shave the unibrow live. You know what? That's not a bad That's idea. That's actually might get us up. You know what? I don't have a unibrow, again, but Hold if out. I did... Hold on. How's this? Is this working out? Let's separate that. <laughs> Just do a little separation. Yeah, we're good. Uh, holdout of Levon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Okay, so. Or Le'Veon. So wow, this is cool. Uh, first of all, I think it's awesome that he is telling the Steelers to stick it, and thus far proving they really need him. You know, that's his that's his mindset. But my favorite part about it is how these NFL players are a bunch of pieces of shit. So check this out. Normally, when a star player like that or any player is going through a contract dispute, there's this unwritten rule in the locker room, like you do not badmouth your teammate for trying to get paid. Because ultimately, NFL careers are very short. They're very hard on the body. So, and especially as a running back, the shortest career span of any players in the NFL, right? So there's un- this unspoken rule. When your boy is holding out for money, you support him. But this team is so shitty, so like internally like fraught with strife and there's zero leadership in that goddamn franchise because of their coach that they turned on him. So what they're realizing is that the offensive linemen eventually like they get incentive bonuses if their running backs get so many yards per year, right? Now Le'Veon Bell knew going into the season that he was gonna get run to death like a rented mule because that's the way they play football there. So he wanted more money. And they all supported him until he didn't show up for their games. Now, potentially, because they have a backup running back who's doing quite well, by the way, um, they know that there's a potential they won't hit those metrics, and so they won't get their bonus. So now they're turning on him. So it's all good when it's his money, but now that it's affecting their money, then all of a sudden he's not a very good teammate. So I could it couldn't happen to a better team. I used to respect the Steelers, but the fact that they've let a rapist play quarterback there for so long and not done shit about it has really just kind of been like, you know what the hell with you? I hope your whole team implodes. So Anthony says, what's up, cuz? Well, how are you, primo? And again, if you don't hear our last episode, he's a cousin, okay? He's that kind of primo. Not, not the, the other, other kind. primo. <laughs> Listen to the last Fallen 360 podcast. You'll know what that's about. We get in some pretty deep waters about right. the difference between... Well, how much, how much more time you got? You got I'm just one, answering questions, man. You got one question from Asher. What's that? Roethlisberger runs like a filing cabinet. Swallow your pride and give up the reins or hold out? How about you turn yourself into the local authorities, admit admit that you're guilty of rape, and just never <laughs> play football again? That's the easiest answer, huh? He's got a hurt elbow. He's not even practicing this week because he got the shit knocked out of him last week. You know what? If you're listening, Pittsburgh, bench Roethlisberger. I got a good authority that Uncle Rico is ready to go. Uncle and, Rico throw over that mountain. Yeah, so he'll show up in his van and lead you to victory. That's funny. That's the last question we got on here. So cool. Far, so. Well, hey, thank you for the support. I was excited doing a live show today. Um, go Devils. Hope you guys kill San Diego State this week. We got Canelo in the decision. NFL is going to be great to see what Buffalo does if they're going to go ahead and start the janitor because their starting quarterback is shit. Billy Duffy, if you're listening, I'll buy you some Jameson this week, sir, because you're going to need it. And um, you know what, Serena, call me. I'll send you some tissues and you can take my course on how to be a man. Alright, Mario, get me the fuck out of here. Dude, I got shit to do. I'm gonna get back to the